Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, everybody, it's uh, it's all over. The Thunderdome is history. Last show last night in the Thunderdome. Hopefully for the rest of our lives. God forbid we have another pandemic. Friday, they will be running SmackDown in front of a rowdy, raucous crowd. Next week on Raw, fans back in the building as well. So I could not be more excited for the return of fans, both for the fans and for my own sake as I have to watch this show I think that when fans come back things have got to change to a degree no do I expect a giant turnaround somebody was all going nutty yesterday about ah Brian's positive attitude listen I ain't that positive but I'm just telling you I hope that things are better when the fans come back the fans will be excited to come back the fans I don't think are going to tolerate seeing the same matches for 18 straight weeks so I think we'll have some people coming back we'll have some debuts we'll have some SummerSlam build I'm very bullish in the short term for uh, changes coming to WWE. So we'll talk about the Raw show from uh, Monday night, as we always do, and uh, all of the other news as well. That includes SmackDown ratings, which were up. That includes John Cena apparently going to be working SummerSlam, which is good, a fresh face. And we've got uh, big congratulations, Matt and Rebby Hardy. Their fourth child has been born. Ever Evie Moore Hardy on July 11th, outdoor home birth. So congratulations to Rebby, Matt Hardy, their family. It's great news. And uh, we'll also take your feedback on anything you want to talk about here today. You should know the numbers by now. If not, text messages, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Toll free. I'm not going to give that yet. We'll see if we take calls today. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is open, however. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Elver is on Twitter. Back in a moment to kick it off, Wrestling Observer Live.
oil change? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are here to help. We'll make sure you have all the supplies you need to make the job quick and easy. Right now, get five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for just $28.95. Plus, get a $10 gift card after mail-in rebate. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. The double play! It's baseball season and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Our main man, Eddie Kay, tweeted something last night, which is it's pinned up at the top of his Twitter, at EddieK97. Read it to you here. I hope that 97 is in the year he's born. I'm going to feel really old. Mm. He says here, I'm forever grateful for the WWE Thunderdome. I am forever grateful for the memories this created. I am forever grateful for all of it. The official end came tonight. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, WWE. Hashtag Thunderdome, Raw, SmackDown, 
at Famous Group LA. Number of hearts there. Feel bad for Eddie. He loved it. Part of his life. He'll probably never get back again unless we have another horrible pandemic, which I don't wish, obviously. Nor do I think Eddie does either. But I want to say a few things about the Thunderdome here very quickly. I am so glad that we are done with the Thunderdome, okay? However, I am also, like Eddie, very grateful for the Thunderdome because it's been a long time now, so I think maybe some of you might have forgotten this or tried to block it out of your mind. But when this pandemic first started, we saw a bunch of shows every week in empty buildings. And at the beginning, it was really weird because not only were the buildings empty, but the wrestlers were just pretending like there were fans there. So, like, they'd be in an empty building, they'd do a spot, and then they would look for cheers from the walls. It was bizarre. And it was depressing. And, I mean, it was depressing enough that we were in the middle of a pandemic. And then, you know, the idea for a lot of people of watching WWE, for example, is an escape. Well, you watch WWE... And you're escaping a pandemic by watching a show in the middle of a pandemic. And there's nobody there. And it's sad and depressing. And then they, like, pretend there's not a pandemic. I don't know if you guys remember this or not. But, like, there was never any mention of why there were no fans. They never said the word pandemic until, like, I think it was November, maybe, they finally said the word pandemic on television. But it was just, it was bizarre. And then one day they announced that they were going to build this thing called the Thunderdome. And it debuted right around SummerSlam. And it wasn't real fans, but you know what? It was enough like real fans that it was a breath of fresh air. I was so excited. They weren't really there, but you know what? There were actual fans responding to the show. Now, it wasn't real. You know, if Eddie is watching on his phone or his computer or whatever, and he starts chanting, you know, Joe is going to kill you or whatever, I mean, Joe's not there. So you're not going to actually, you're not going to hear anything Eddie says. It was all fake sound. But, you know, they would tell the people to to go like this or whatever or do the thumbs down or et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it was better. It was much better. But then the problem, and this is not the fan, this is not the fault of the Thunderdome. The problem was they started to, they started to abuse what I like to call their Thunderdome privileges. They would be doing stuff that sucked, and they'd make them. They'd make those fans cheer, and then they have somebody that was like obviously, you know, a, a, a heel, and they'd make them cheer for them. And then they had you know lights out and magic and all this other stuff, and it was it was not good. And the booking in the Thunderdome era it was horrible to the point where the guy who was in charge of telling you who to boo and cheer sometimes he didn't seem to have any idea who he was supposed to tell you to boo and cheer. He was, he was as baffled as anybody. So at the end of the day, after after we lived the Thunderdome era for a while, I'm very glad that it's gone. I'm ready for real fans to tell us what they really think. Maybe these fans are going to come back, and, man, they're going to do some magic, and they're going to do some dolls, and the fans are going to love it, and I'll just turns out I'm out of touch. But I don't think I am. Well, we're going to find out soon because these fans are coming back on Friday. So to conclude, I'm glad we had a Thunderdome. The Thunderdome was a great idea for its time, but it overstayed its welcome in many ways, and I'm glad that the real deal is about to come back here. Now, I'm not sure if you said anything, Mike, because I had you muted, but is there anything you'd like to say? I didn't say anything. I know okay. better than to try to jump in on one of your rants there, but a fantastic use of technology 
they did what they could, and I thought they did a great job. And uh, that's pretty much that. It's over with now. we got live people on the road again, so we'll see how they react. We've seen one example at WrestleMania about how people will react to things WWE is putting out there. So this is now makes it official, and now we're going to have something to build off of uh, with each one of these crowd responses show after show. Look at these people. Brian is hilariously optimistic. Why all of a sudden? I'm on the payroll now of WWE. Well, here's why, why am I not allowed to be optimistic? Here's why I think people are poking some fun at you is because, especially in this realm here on Observer Live, when I have tried to be positive, you have shut it down with with very negative but very truthful statements about how WWE can break your heart and why you can't have any faith or optimism in there, even though I am a silver lining type of person. So to see people or to, for people to see you having the silver lining, having some optimism that things could change, that they might listen to the fans if they turn on something, and instead of doubling down on it, have some faith, have some faith that they could do something. I think people are people may be rolling their eyes No, a Mike, bit let me that. explain the difference here, okay? Your positivity, Mike, that I mock, mm-hmm. is usually we'll be talking about a storyline or an angle, and you'll, for some reason, have some sort of optimism that this storyline or this angle is going to, like, be any good, okay? My optimism is merely that if you go from a building where there's nobody in it except TV screens, and you replace all of those TV screens with living people, like, I'm optimistic that that's going to be, like, a positive change, okay? Okay, so I guess maybe I have people no are, faith. are heckling you for your simplicity then. When I it's have like, no hey, faith. Hey, you know, the sun, you know the sun? It's going to rise tomorrow. Bet yeah, and if I said the sun was going to rise tomorrow and somebody made fun of me for that, it'd be like, well, you're you're the problem, well, well, bro. you're being Captain Can I finish obvious here? here, though. Can I finish? No. It's going to be better. going to run me down more? It's No, what I'm explaining, Mike, is uh-huh. that I'm optimistic that if you take no fans and replace them with 10,000 fans, that is going to be a net positive, okay? I also have never said that any of this booking or storytelling or anything is going to be better, but I have said that I am optimistic, I am confident that they are going to begin bringing people back. They're going to bring back a John Cena, which the fans are going to go crazy for. They're going to bring back a Becky Lynch, which the fans are... If I sat here and I said, we're going to go from an empty building to a building packed full of fans, and they're going to bring back Becky Lynch and John Cena, and no one is going to care, and the, the screaming fans will be a negative compared to the Thunderdome. I'd be out of my mind to be that negative about these things that are going to happen. When you see me coming on here and saying, whoa, that finish last night where Xavier Woods pinned Bobby Lashley, I'll bet that's going to lead to an exciting series of pay-per-view matches between Xavier and Bobby Lashley, perhaps culminating in Xavier Wood winning. If I say something like that, feel free to mock my optimism. But I didn't say anything like that. I said it'll be better with fans, and I said we're going to have some returns that those fans are going to be excited about. If you think that that is being overly optimistic, I don't know what to tell you. You need to do something with your life to see more joy in the everyday world. Go smell some flowers. Go take a walk in the woods. Go look at the sunrise, because you know what? The sun is going to rise tomorrow, Mike Sempervivi. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go up in the morning. And then it's going to go down in the afternoon and evening. And then it will be dark. 
I feel I like I'm it. writing a I new see Bible it every verse. day, raising over the Atlantic. Every single day, I see that happen. Well, right. see, I know it's going to rise. Tomorrow. Yeah. So if you tell me, Mike, if mm-hmm. you tell me that you're confident where they're going to go with Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley, I will ridicule you. If you tell me that tomorrow there will be a beautiful sunset over the ocean and a beautiful sunrise as well, I will say you're right, Mike. You're absolutely correct. You know, you know, maybe one of the other reasons that that people are like, you know. Busting your kuhines there is because my what my kuhine well, your uh, your kuyans there. I wasn't sure uh, how how sports byline looked at that, so I kind of double clutched on it. But maybe maybe people are jumping on you because you're you're kind of a jerk. You ever think that? I'm not a jerk. I'm not a jerk at all. I I cannot believe that we've come to the point where if I have any sort of optimism about WWE, now I am labeled a jerk. Now nah, people thought you were a jerk before that. Maybe they're just taking. I'm gonna do the raw report when you come back. You hear a real jerk. (laughs) Back in a moment, Observer Live. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you own an annuity? either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Matthew. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad. 
for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You know what I feel the best thing is about WrestlingObserver.com subscription area, Mike? What's that, Brian? Well, some of you, I'm sure, are getting arguments with your wives or husbands, for example. And your wife will say, well, you said... And then you lie because you want to win the argument. You go, I never said that. Well, what's amazing and great about the WrestlingObserver.com subscription area is me. You? And also, what's great about it is you can go back and you can listen. When you're trying to lie to your wife or husband to try to win an argument because they can't go back and listen to what you actually said. But in fact, you can go back to when the Thunderdome debuted in our archives and you can actually listen to me talk about what I thought of the Thunderdome at the time. And you know what I thought about it at the time? I thought it was a huge improvement. And if you don't believe that, instead of saying that I never said that, you can actually go back and check. And you know what you'll find out? You'll find out I did say that. No, it's crazy how these archives work. Mm. And this other guy here goes, I, I just can't get over Brian thinking the quality of the show will improve with fans. Brother, you know you can rewind shows as well, and you can go back and listen when I said, I never said the quality of the show, the angles and the storylines. All I said was it'll be more fun with living people in the crowd than with a bunch of TV screens. Because it will be. Now, the booking, I can't help you there, brother. I can't help you there with the storytelling. I can't help you there with the scripted promos. But I can help you when these people do goofy scripted promos and the fans don't just cheer them anymore. Maybe they'll boo them. Maybe they'll get really angry about it. Maybe they'll chant something really funny. Well, you know, that's going to be a lot better than, oh, a horrible, and I mean horrible segment, with Alexa, Drew Drop, and Eva Marie. That was like one of the most horribly acted things I ever saw, and some bloke just pushes that cheer button. That's not very exciting to me, brother. I want to hear what the fans really think of that horrible segment the next time they air it. I wish everybody listening to this would sign up to the YouTube service or to Twitch so they could see your completely not sarcastic and completely sane face that you had on during that whole thing right I'm there. very, I'm, I'm as happy as could be right now. Let me tell you about Raw, everybody, because there was some really good things on Raw, which I'm sure some of you are now thinking, oh, Brian's going to do a, a silly Raw report and talk about things that were great that weren't. No, my friend, I will always tell you whether it's good or bad. I'm never going to lie about it. Because if I do, what's the point of even listening to this show? Well, we had Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley have a match, a non-title match. 
and they go 10 minutes and 41 seconds. And for 10 of those minutes, Bobby Lashley killed Xavier Woods. He brutalized him, and he beat him, and he smashed him, and he, and he destroyed him. And then, with like 41 seconds left, he's parading around the ring, and Xavier rolls him up and pins him clean in the middle of the ring. I'm not going to get into the big argument that I had with Dave last night, because I pretty much gave up early. Mm. But, bro, if you think that this is going to lead to, like, some big payoff, I mean... Xavier Woods has already tweeted today that in lieu of getting a championship match, he just wants them to bring back the King of the Ring. They're already trying to get out of doing this match for the title on television. And I don't know why. Why would you? Well, because they already did a title match in Hell in a Cell, and Lashley obliterated and pinned him clean, so I don't know what the point of another match is. But still, I mean, are you that creatively inept and bereft? You couldn't you can't figure out a way to like have him have another match against Xavier, especially if he defeats Kofi. He goes and puts an exclamation point on Xavier the following Monday night before you move him on to whatever his new feud is going to be. I mean, it's completely nuts to me. And look, if Xavier didn't just get beaten so badly, uh, you could have made a case for this. But to me, it should have been Kofi doing it, honestly, even though you would have do it in a tag match, do it in some other way, but have Kofi get the victory. Or have somebody, I, I know everybody hates distraction finishes, but you could have set somebody up with, with, with Bobby Lashley or had somebody get a rub from being in that situation where they might get another shot against Bobby Lashley or use that to introduce somebody. I don't know anything besides what they did just because we're going into Bobby Lashley and Xavier and yes, or, or Kofi Kingston. And yeah, you had to figure out a way to write off the MVP lounge, to write off the girls, to write off, write off all this stuff. Now that you're going back on the road again and you won't be utilizing any of that stuff. So to have him rolled up and pinned and have him freak out and lose it. I don't think that that that's bad of a, that's, that is that bad of a deal especially because he is losing some focus going into his big match with Kofi. But how they have led up to this is where you have the problem with him getting rolled up by Xavier because, one, there is, like your thought, that there's not going to be them doing anything with that whatsoever. And, two, because you just had Xavier get killed a couple weeks ago at Hell in the Cell. Kofi's the one who, yes, he's beaten Brock or beaten Brock, beaten Bobby, but he could use another victory as well, too over Bobby that leads into this match because even though people are hyped up because of the performances of these two on the mic, especially Kofi, obviously, does anybody really think he's got a threat? So I think to add another layer to that, you could have had him beat him for a second time leading into the match. All right, let me get through this here. We had Alexa's Playground with Eva Marie and Dewdrop, one of the most horribly acted segments I ever saw in my life, to which Dave actually tried to claim that Eva Marie is a professional actress. Lies. I mean, maybe she is, but clearly not doing this stuff. She can't believe this character. They're on the swing set, and and uh, Dewdrop is there, and Alexa seems to like Dewdrop, but Eva Marie doesn't want to be there. I mean, this was this was five stages of horrible. That's coming from Mr. Positivity right here. I actually, it's so bad. I recommend everybody go watch it to yeah. see how low these segments can grow. Can go. We had a gender segment where Jinder showed up with uh, uh, Shank Lee and the other fella, the Shanky. Disney guy, and uh, they get in the ring and they've got Drew's sword, and they pretend that they have broken his sword in half. 
And then Drew, who is not a dumb baby face for like 10 seconds, shows up on the screen and says, oh, you should know you never bring a real heirloom to the building. That's just a replica. Then he reveals he has the real one in his hand that he brought to the building. That didn't make any sense. But then he proceeds to destroy Jinder Mahal's motorcycle. So, yes, four months ago, Drew McIntyre was the reigning, defending, unstoppable WWE champion. Now he's feuding with Jinder Mahal over a bike and a sword. We had a fatal four-way. Last week, Nikki Ash was just beaten for no reason by Nia Jax. Well, that leads to a fatal four-way where, in fact, she wins. She pins Asuka clean. I have no idea why they beat her last week. Match was not very good. Uh, Dewdrop, who Alexa liked, uh, she beat up Alexa. Dewdrop beat her up, and she left her for dead. She threw over the barricade. And then I guess Alexa didn't care about wrestling because we never saw her again. Asuka does another clean job here. We had AJ Styles versus Ivar. Ivar. Ivar beats him in three minutes. We had AJ then standing there while Omos beats Eric. I'll talk about Omos later. This was very not good. We had Sheamus yelling at uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya for forcing him to put his championship on the line with a broken nose tonight, which is a fair argument. I mean, Brock Lesnar would go like eight months without uh, defending his title. And uh, here, Sheamus has a broken nose. They need him to defend this title against Umberto tonight. So he proceeds to kill Umberto Carrillo, beats him up, leaves him for dead, ends up going to the ring for the match. He pins Umberto Carrillo with one bro kick in like 13 seconds. So that was a big payoff to that feud. And then Damian Priest hits the ring, and so I guess we're going to do Sheamus versus Damian Priest. That I am fine with. We had a Kofi promo with uh, Woods setting up the main event. We had a Falls Count Anywhere match with Ricochet and John Morrison. They gave them 16 minutes. I have no idea why they couldn't wait a week to do this in front of fans. But these guys had just about the best match that you can have in front of no people. They're killing each other. 450s off the barricade. Shooting star press off the post to the floor. Big splash through a ladder bridge. Flip dive over Miz. And meanwhile... Miz is out there doing comedy with Riddle. Riddle tips over his wheelchair, and Miz is, like, on his back, kicking his legs like he's a turtle and he can't get off his back. I was like, dude, these guys are killing themselves. Can you just let them have this match without being distracted by stupid comedy that the cameras are busy showing? But no, they had to do that. Match itself, just a fantastic match. It's the best I've ever seen Ricochet look in the entire time he's been on the main roster. And he did all of it in front of TV screens on a taped show. More power to the guy. Any other company, this guy would be in the main event after this match. WWE, he'll be on main event. And then we had another good match, which is Rhea Ripley versus Natty. They gave him 10 minutes. Good wrestling match. Lots of great spots. And finally, Ripley kicks her in the head. She hits a riptide and she pins her. And then Charlotte comes out to uh, chop block Ripley after the match and uh, lay her out to uh, set up Monday. Somebody here on the uh, chat said, what is uh, Mike talking about here? What do you mean the MVP lounge can't go on the road? We're not talking about the lounge. Those five women were locals, okay? They're in cost-cutting mode. They don't want to take these five women on the road to just stand there and dance in Lashley's segment. So I think this whole thing with Xavier Woods was all about getting Bobby Lashley really mad, getting rid of the girls in storyline, getting rid of all of this goofiness and just going back to being a killer again. So, 
That's my take on it. We'll see if Woods gets a title shot. We'll see if they follow up on that Woods win. But I think what they are going to follow up on is no more women in the VIP lounge. Back in a moment with more. So we're live. number four marcus on the line if he answers this question he wins a new car let's do this okay for a new car name the only actor to appear in- and now a message from our sponsor with 24 7 support and quick and easy claims progressive protects what matters most progressive films all in the same year wait sorry i, I didn't hear the question Three seconds marcus yeah no but there was an ad in the middle you didn't answer but i didn't hear anything oh, marcus, you dropped it in the dirt progressive there's never a bad time for great protection progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates if the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, Listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Hey, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. we got phone lines open here, 844-913-2727. That is 844-913-2727. Text messages, 
780-7566. We'll go to those in a moment. I want to mention very quickly that immediately following the show, We're Live Pal will in fact be live, pal, on our YouTube page, video.f4wonline.com. We'll talk about that more here in a little while, but it is live today. It is a live show today. Andrew Zarian and Garrett and Denise doing a roundtable, talking about all of the news. I realized the first time they did it and I plugged it, it wasn't live, but today it is live. Video.f4wonline.com. Head up there immediately after this show and check it out. And uh, Mike, anything else on uh, on Raw before we move on here? No, just the the good stuff was really good. No matter what you think about the stuff with Lashley and where they'll go with it, it was all, I thought, done very, very well. The only actual notes that I scribbled down during the show were all during Ricochet's match with John Morrison, and they were all moves that Ricochet did. I mean, it was it was a hell of a performance, and then it was like, man, this isn't the main event of the show. Then they actually went with uh, Natalia and... Uh, and uh, Rhea Ripley, and that was very, very good, too. Like, it was going to be bad with, with Natalia involved. So I thought it was a, a good way to end the show. I thought the last couple of matches were good. Uh, the stuff that was bad was real bad. I mean, you're not lying. When people go out of your way to see how bad that segment was acted between Alexa Dewdrop, who now calls herself Double D on Twitter, and Alexa Bliss, it was just, it was really, really can I, bad. Can I ask everybody a question that I know, it's like a hypothetical question because there's no answer to it. Rhetorical and such. Am I wrong in that when this Dewdrop story first started, Dewdrop had a name that she was going to say, and then Eva Marie told her, no, your name is Dewdrop. And Dewdrop was really angry about it, and then they immediately started breaking each other up. And now here we are, like five weeks later, and she's happily calling herself Dewdrop, and she introduces herself as Dewdrop, and she smiles and says Dewdrop. I mean, what am I missing here? Why was that part of the story? Well, the answer is there is no story. It's just stuff that they do. But like, am I wrong about that? Like, Dewdrop didn't want that name, but now she's like totally embraced the name. I don't even know why I ask these questions. Is this like a childhood bully thing where you have, like, the popular girl and then she surrounds herself with, like, her frumpy friends? And even though the the popular girl makes fun of this girl and pushes her around anytime somebody insults the popular girl, like, that's that's going to be Dewdrop's role now, I guess, because she got irrationally upset over uh, Eva Marie uh, getting screamed at by Alexa, which, by the way... Why, because Alexa seems to love to just screech at Eva Marie, why didn't she just screech at her when she invited her on that stupid segment with the swing set? Why? Why? Why for any of this? Why? I got a, I got a big why for everybody to think about for a while, all right? And listen, right. I'm talking about the future here, so maybe, maybe like, none of this will happen. Get settled in. I got to get settled in here. That's it. Okay. So first off, uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, we had a uh, date for the draft. There's going to be two days, Saturday, or no, I'm sorry, Friday and Monday, SmackDown and Raw. Well, uh, Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men Podcast, our own Matt Men Podcast, and our own We're Live Pal Podcast, which is coming up live after the show, online. Anyway, he reported, right now it's looking like they're bumping the draft uh, back a month. 
or forward or whatever they say in television. Now it's going to be instead of early September, it's going to be early November because I guess or October because October, early October is when they're going to do the season premiere, even though like you usually do a season premiere when you have an off season and then you premiere. But with Raw, it's like it's 52 weeks a year, but one random day is a season premiere. So they're doing a season premiere and it looks like the draft is going to be on that day. Okay. And SmackDown as well. That's in October. Okay. I ask this every year. Why do we do a draft and advertise a draft and say that once you're drafted, you are permanently on the other show and nobody's going to travel back and forth again unless they have that goofy rule because they need somebody for another show? Why do we do that in October and follow that immediately in November with a Survivor Series where it's all brand versus brand matches? Why do we do that? Okay, that's question number one. Question number two. And I was really thinking about this for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why, like, I'll be just walking down the road or whatever, and suddenly, like, questions about WWE booking enter my mind. But it happens. I I can't help it. So I was thinking about Drew McIntyre, okay? Drew McIntyre is in Money in the Bank. Drew McIntyre is not allowed to challenge Bobby Lashley, okay? Right? Right. So if Drew McIntyre wins this briefcase, then he cannot cash it in on Raw if Bobby Lashley beats Kofi Kingston. Are we all on the same page here? Yes. Okay. So if you do this, you actually have, like, a bunch of interesting storylines that you could do, okay? Is 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 Drew going to try and screw Lashley in title matches so that someone beats Lashley and then he can cash in? Is is he going to try to get onto the SmackDown brand to challenge Roman Reigns? Like, I mean, there's millions you could come up with. So I was thinking, what if Lashley retains, Drew can't cash in, and we have a draft coming up, okay? And I was thinking, wouldn't it make sense in storyline that Drew would now be begging to be drafted to the other show? Because if he gets drafted to the other show, then he can cash in on Roman Reigns. If this year the storyline is that you have to be on the brand to cash in. And then it suddenly hit me. Why do we have a brand split? And why are we having a draft? Because in the old days, it was all about brand versus brand. Raw versus SmackDown. You had a Raw GM and you had a SmackDown GM. The Raw GM wanted a certain guy. The SmackDown GM wanted a certain woman. Whatever. It was like a, there was like at least a rivalry to it. Like Eric Bischoff wants this person because he wants to stick it to Stephanie McMahon who wants this person. Our GMs are the GMs of both shows. Like, how does this make any sense? What is the impetus for for only some people to be on Raw and other people can only be on SmackDown? What is the storyline impetus for any of this? We don't tour. We don't have separate pay-per-views. It's like, in storyline, they have just deliberately made life difficult. By Drew McIntyre can't go to the other show. Roman Reigns can't go to this show. But, like, the GMs are the same GMs for both shows. So it's not even like the GMs want somebody here and they want... There's, like, no storyline reason for there to be two brands. There's no storyline reason to have a draft. There's no rivalry here. It's like, what is the point of any of this? Can anybody answer this question for me? 
We've stripped away everything required to make you care about two brands, to make you care about a draft, to make you care about Survivor Series. All of that has been stripped away. There's no reason for any of it. And when there's no reason for any of it, you can't even tell a story. I mean, you can tell a story, and if you're like some brainless drone fan, you'll go, oh, I like the story. I like this or that. But, like, there's no logical reason for any of it. I was astounded when I thought about it. Why are we even having a draft? Why do we even have a brand split? Name one good reason for any of this in storyline. Anybody? In storyline, there is none. In reality, the only thing that you can say about why do they do a draft in September, you know why, and that is because it is the season premiere on Fox and on USA, which was the whole reason that they had a draft in the first place, because they were debuting on Fox. And, okay, we're going to pull this idea of the draft back out again, even though we never never stick with it. We're going to go back to the well with it, because this is what we do, and this is what they continue to do. There's no reason right now, especially during the pandemic era, that was the best reason in the world to get rid of the draft or get rid of the brand split, especially because you were only using a handful of people anyway. It was the perfect opportunity to do that. Unless this has got something specifically to do with USA and Fox, where they are saying, no, we want Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, Brian. But how, again... You're grasping, one would be grasping at straws to try to figure out why this would be a thing. Because creatively, for WWE, for their fans, if it's got nothing to do with an outside influence pressuring you, I have no idea why you would do this. Other than you need to justify the fact that you have two belts on each brand, two heavyweight champions. If the brands are together, then what is the point of having two separate championships? But I would ask, what is the point at this point of having two separate championships anyway? Okay, here's a problem, everybody, with your your argument that it's USA versus Fox. Okay, and it's not even my argument. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking the board. Yeah, this is just up in the air. Okay, the board or the chat. If your argument is it is USA versus Fox, okay, have they ever one time ever talked about USA versus Fox? Not I, since I realize I realize they had a quote war room, which was yes. the, just the dumbest thing on the last <laughs> round. It was so dumb. Oh, the okay? robot. Though. But listen, fine. If you want to do USA versus Fox, let's imagine the real USA Network and the real Fox Network, okay? Let's imagine that in the real world, they're having some sort of rivalry, yet they both hire the same person to oversee both networks. How can you have a rivalry? USA hires Kevin K to be the to oversee USA, and then Fox hires Kevin K to oversee Fox. How can you possibly have a rivalry if the same guy owns both networks? Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce are in storyline the GMs now. That's, by the way, another question. I don't know why. Like, when this first started, Sonya was overstepping her bounds. But now, for no reason whatsoever, they have equal power. And they just both make matches. But, like, they're the GMs of SmackDown and they're the GMs of Raw. So, if you're Fox or USA, like... You're oh you're okay with the same GMs in charge of the other network. That's what's happening here. It doesn't make any sense. There's no point to any of it. And what's infuriating is it wouldn't be that hard to make all of this make sense. You have the draft right after WrestleMania. 
because you build to the big event of the year and then you split everybody up. And then by November, it'd be interesting to have a brand versus brand battle because everyone's been on their separate brands for like eight months or whatever, six months, whatever it's been. You don't do it the month before the Survivor Series. This is number one. Number two, have a GM for Raw and a GM for SmackDown. And they both want their show to be the best. And so when the draft comes, there's like a rivalry over who gets what. Drew McIntyre really wants to go to SmackDown to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase because he's not allowed to on Raw. But the Raw GM doesn't want to let Drew McIntyre go. You can't even do that storyline when you have the same GMs for both shows. What, Sonya's going to go, oh, we really don't want you on SmackDown. We don't want to lose you to SmackDown. Bro, you're in charge of SmackDown. You're in charge of both shows. It makes no difference. All of this could be remedied with, you know, these 40 writers and Bruce and Vince and whatever. Ten minutes. Think about this. Well, let's make it make sense so then you can do angles that make sense and are interesting for the fans. Otherwise, you're just, oh, we're doing a draft. You guys see what the draft did last year in the ratings? It didn't do anything. It meant nothing. It meant nothing. They did a draft that meant nothing. Why? Because there's no reason for a draft. It doesn't make any sense, and there's no reason for it. And everybody knows it doesn't matter because you're immediately going to do a brand-to-brand invitational at a Survivor Series where everybody's on the same show. And to build a Survivor Series, everyone's just going back and forth. So it meant nothing. It's not even my opinion. It literally meant nothing in the ratings last year. Thank God for the Mountie. He always gets his man. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I'm the Mountie. I'm handsome. I'm brave. I'm strong. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this. But you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Do you need to sell your home? 
If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back of the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Well, this person here says, if all the talent were on both shows, fans might just pick one show to watch and the other would suffer. With split rosters, you have to watch both shows to see all the stars. Well, that's a, uh, I mean, maybe that's the case for some people. It's fine theory. Or they won't watch either. But, I mean, we have seen in the past... For years and years and years, when they actually did a brand split and you had to watch one show for one group of people and one show for the other group, and we never saw any evidence that one or the other of the show suffered. Yeah, if the show sucks, absolutely. But, I mean, the show sucks. They're not going to watch both shows anyway, right? That's the whole thing, too. If you're going to do a brand split, you actually have to, like, you know, create talent and create stars. You know what I mean? And, and look, you need that anyway. But especially if you're going to have your shows, and that's been the biggest, you know, I think that's been the biggest thing is just the fact that over and over since day one, at the very beginning, they tried to create some new stars. They created new characters. They attempted to do that. Then they quickly got away from it. And since then, it has been, you know, wash, spin, you know, repeat over and over and over and over and over again. So if you're not going to do that, then what's the point anyway? If you're only going to have two people be the tops of both rosters, what's the point? Tonight, NXT, the only thing I know, because I have to remember this off the top of my head, because there's rarely ever, it's Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross for the NXT title tonight. And I guess we'll find out what they're going to do with Shotzi and Knox. Are they going to write them off storyline, or is that it? I guess we'll find out tonight. And tomorrow we'll talk about it here on this program. And in fact, tonight, myself, Vinny, and Craig, Retro Raw, September 10, 2001, the day before September 11, 2001. That's what we're going to review tonight on the Brian and Vinny and Craig show. Granny will join us as well. Should be a fun time. And uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.